Good morning, Lift Church. It is so good to see you. It's May. April felt like a million years long, but it's here. It's May, and it is such good news. And if you have not met me before, my name is Adam. I'm so blessed to serve as the youth director here at Lift Church. And I just wanted to say thank you so much for joining us in our online worship experience this morning. If this is your first time here at Lift, either in person or online, Welcome. We're so, so glad that you joined us this morning. And even though we can't see you right now, we want to get to know you. So would you do me a favor before we get into the rest of our service? If you're watching this this morning, if you could head over to liftchurch.info and fill out our connect register. It's a great way to connect with us. And if this is your first time at Lyft, we also pray over those connect registers every single time. We know that these continue to be difficult times for everyone in our community, our state, our country, and our world. And we want to join you in lifting those prayer requests up to the Lord. So if there's anything on your heart that you need prayer for, that you want prayer worries to join you with, please, at the bottom of that connect register, put those down. We'd love to join you in that prayer and lift high those prayers to the God of the heavens. In the same place where you find our Connect registers, you can also find a place to give online to the ministry of Lift Church as we attempt to make Jesus known here in Rochester and across every place that we have the influence to do so. Uh, your gifts to our church continue to allow that to be possible. And in these crazy times, we want to do our best to continue to bring Jesus to as many places as we can. We thank God that he has continued to be so gracious to us during this time. And we want to thank you for continuing to support the ministry of Live Church. We have this incredible opportunity to continue to be connected to each other, even if it's through our screens instead of in person. There's nothing more that I would rather have than to be together with you this morning. But since we can't be together, I'm so glad that we're online together. It is truly an incredible blessing. Once again, Live Church, we're going to move right into a time of worship and a message from the Word this morning. We just want to pray real quick that God can pour his blessing out over this online service, even as we're split apart, that we can be brought together in our pursuit of praises and glory for him. So I'm going to pray real quick. Heavenly Father, we are so thankful that you continue to show up, that you continue to be present, that you continue to walk with us, no matter if we are in person or not. And Lord, we just come to you this morning with open hands because we have no clue what you are going to do, how you are going to work through this online service this morning. Lord, we come to you with open hearts, and minds and ears and mouths ready to praise you with everything that we have. And so, Lord, we just pray this morning, do your work. Do what you came here to do. Bring yourself glory. Lord, we're so thankful for the ability to still connect together. We're so thankful to be here online worshiping together. And Lord, we're so thankful for what you continue to do in our lives. Bless us, redeem us, revive us. Lord, it's in your heavenly name we pray. Amen. Thanks, Lift. It's so good to worship with you. Enjoy.
Welcome, Lift Church. Hey, so thankful to be with you. Uh, if you're new and tuning in for the first time, so thankful for you. And, uh, and for those of you who have been at Lift Church for a period of time, once again, we so appreciate you. And all of us are facing this pandemic of COVID-19. Please know that we, we are praying for you. Please know also, if you're going through anything, if there's a way that we can pray for you or support you in any way, please let the elders of Lift Church know. And we love to come alongside of you. This morning, we're continuing the sermon series that Pastor Steve has already started. We're getting to the end of the book of John. This sermon series is titled, That You May Believe Having the Moment. And this morning, we're going to talk about having the moment of doubt. I mean, I mean, I mean you know those moments. Those moments where, where doubt begins to enter in. And this is what I know about doubt, man. When doubt begins to enter in, it plays with our mind. It just plays with the way that we're thinking. It, it, it shapes the situations that we're in. It begins to impact the relationships that we have. I mean, think about those moments of doubt that has entered in. Think about those moments when, when doubt enters in, when it comes to your skills and, and your abilities. I mean, think about, the, think about your job. You're possibly like you're one of the best salesmen ever. You're like killing it for the year. And then all of a sudden, a couple sales go wrong. And, and all of a sudden, someone you know, besides you, a coworker, begins to have more and more sales. And all of a sudden, you begin to doubt yourself, right? And, and it begins to mess with your mind. Think about, I just think, when I think of Rochester, you think of the Mayo Clinic, so many doctors out there, so many physicians and nurses. I'm sure there's been moments where you've been so confident. You, you, you know where you're going. You know what's happening. And then all of a sudden, with skills or abilities and you know, a, a surgery goes, goes wrong or you begin to make an examination and it doesn't come out the way that you thought and, and doubt begins to creep in and it begins to mess. It begins to mess with our minds. I mean, think about the relationships where, where doubt begins to enter in. I, I mean, think about those, those moments right, when you're dating somebody. That it's going really, really well, and and then all of a sudden you you get a you get a text or you, or you see a text from from some guy that you don't know, you know, or, or or your your girlfriend gets a text from some boy that you don't know, and what happens? Doubt enters in, and you begin to question the relationship. You begin to question whether or not this person even likes you or not. I mean, think about those moments. I, I think about the moments of uh, when uh, when you were engaged. Uh, I mean, think about those moments when like you put the ring on our finger and you thought everything was going so well. And, and then you're getting to know more and more about this person and you start questioning like, do I want to marry this person? I, I always think about like the, 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 the sharing. Uh, I always think about the sharing experience. Uh, I remember when I was dating Michelle and uh, we were first dating, we would, you know, she would like ask me, hey, can I have some of your fries? And I was like, absolutely, you can have my fries. Not just some, like have them all. And then all of a sudden you enter in, like you start dating a little bit longer. And all of a sudden you, engage, you get engaged. And all of a sudden your fiance says, hey, can I have some fries? And you're like, well, you can have some. You know, like doubt begins to enter in and you begin to think and you begin to process, man, this is like messing with my mind in my relationships that we have. And certainly doubt enters into our relationship with God. I mean, think about those moments in life, right? When all of a sudden you, you were expecting God to work in some way and it didn't happen. And you begin to 
question, you begin to doubt God. Does, does he have the power? Does he care? I mean, think about those moments where uh, of suffering and, and those, those moments of trials when they set in. And all of a sudden we begin to ask, like, we, we know God loves people, but does he love me? Right? We, we know God cares for people, but does he care for me? And when doubt enters in, it can throw us. It can play with our minds. And we've all been there. Doubt can change the way you behave. Doubt can change who you hang around with. Doubt can lead you to distance yourself from others. Doubt leads us to lose confidence in who we are in Christ. Doubt can lead you to a place where you disengage with the church. I mean, doubt can lead us to this fractured relationship with God. Doubt can lead us to a lot of pain. The Bible puts this incredible picture of this word doubt and what it looks like in James uh, chapter 1, verse 6. It says, but let him ask in faith with no doubting. For the one who doubts is like a wave of the sea that is driven and tossed by the wind. So, I mean, that's, that's what the best picture of the Bible of someone who's in doubt. Like you're just being blown and tossed on the waves of the sea. And for some of us, I mean, let's just be honest, that's who we are. For some of us, we find ourselves in this this place of doubt. For some of us, we, we find ourselves in these moments of doubting a relationship or our skills or even our relationship with God. And when it comes to our relationship with God, doubt is not that you just don't believe. It is that you just won't believe. It's not that you reject God. It's that you ignore God. And in my own life, man, I've had those moments. I've had those moments of doubt. And this is the sermon in a sentence. This is what you need to know. This is the one sentence that you need to continue to remember through this whole message. Jesus will meet you in your doubt. Jesus will meet you in your doubt. Jesus will meet you where you are. So turn in your Bibles to John chapter 20. As once again, we continue the sermon series that Pastor Steve has started and we're going to look at the life of Thomas. Now, Thomas kind of gets a bad rap. I mean, the reality is he, he does. He, he gets a bad rap. In fact, if you've never heard about Thomas or, or if you've never heard of Thomas, you, you got to know this. He, he gets this nickname, in, in our day anyway, of Doubting Thomas. Now, I was a little offended because my middle name is Thomas. So I'm a little offended when uh, this, that gets brought up about, about me. But certainly, you can just imagine uh, getting this nickname of Doubting Thomas. And the reality is what you need to know is Thomas actually had extreme courage. In fact, there's the story in John chapter 11. You can look it up for yourselves. But there's the story in John chapter 11 where Thomas actually says in chapter 11, verse 16, Thomas actually says, So Thomas called the twin, said to his fellow, fellow disciples, Let us also go that we may die with him. So in John chapter 11, Thomas is ready to die with Jesus. In fact, he's ready to call all of his disciples, right, to die with Jesus. Sorry. Just call all of his friends, all of the other disciples, to die with Jesus. But by John chapter 20, he doubt. He's doubting. He's doubting Jesus. So let's look, at our, let's look at our passage, John chapter 20, starting at verse 24. This is what John, through the power of the Holy Spirit, writes. It says, Now Thomas, one of the twelve, called the twin, 
was not with them when Jesus came. So the other disciples told him, We have seen the Lord. But he said to them, Unless I see in his hands the mark of the nails and place my finger into the mark of the nails and place my hand into his side, I will never believe. Those are strong statements. And I don't know if you know anything about FOMO, but this is like the FOMO moment of all time. FOMO is fear of missing out. Like this is the moment that Thomas missed. This is the moment that Thomas missed with, with his disciples. I mean, put yourself in Thomas's sandals. Thomas wasn't there. Thomas wasn't in the room when Jesus first appeared to the disciples. I mean, Jesus came to see the disciples after he rose from the grave. And Thomas wasn't there. I mean, I mean just, just replay this moment in your minds. Like it was, it was the one night, you know, it was the one day that Thomas, I don't know, maybe he possibly decided to take a walk. Maybe it was Thomas's time to go get lunch or go get dinner. So he left the home. Maybe Thomas just needed some space and from, from the other disciples and, and just needed to get out of the house. And, and so he was out and he was alone. But whatever it was, every other disciple was in this house. But Thomas wasn't. And it's in that moment that Jesus appears to the disciples. I mean, I, mean, I don't know about you. I don't know about you. But I'd be so frustrated. I'd be sad, like I'd, 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 I'd be angry that I wasn't there. I, I mean, I would, I would be thinking, I mean, Jesus, if you care, why wouldn't you wait till I'm with, like, why wouldn't you meet all of us together? Why would you do this to me? And Thomas, from this one place of incredible courage, is now at this place of saying, I will never believe unless I can put my hands on his side and my fingers where the nail marks are. Thomas says, I'll never believe. And we've all been there. We've had these moments. Maybe you're there today. This place of the doubt, this doubt of doubt, the place that you won't believe. Maybe it's, it's possible that just like Thomas, that a couple days ago, a year ago, you actually were on fire for Jesus. Like there's nothing that could be stopped. And now you find yourself in this place of doubt you're not understanding the situation in and you're at a place of like man are you there and 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 know this from the text thomas didn't reject what he heard he he didn't reject he just wanted to see jesus himself he 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 want he wanted to know so there's two reasons why we doubt we doubt when we compare. Write that down. Two reasons why we doubt. We doubt when we compare. When we compare our lives with others, doubt can enter in. When we, when we compare what we have compared to what others have, doubt can enter in. I mean, this is what happened to Thomas. All of his friends, all of, his, all of the other disciples experienced this incredible moment with Jesus. And he didn't. And he compares what he was experiencing compared to what the disciples were experiencing. And doubt enters in. And it plays with his mind. 
And the struggle begins, or the struggle continues for Thomas. And he's thinking, man, if Jesus cared for me, why didn't he just wait for me to be in the room? When we compare, it leads us to doubt. Have you ever been in a situation like that? Are you beginning to compare other people's experiences compared to yours? I mean, think about social media, man, the nightmare that thing is. Think of Facebook and how we look at other people's highlights and we begin to think of our lives and we begin to think of our families. We begin to think, man, I wish I had that. I wish I was more like that. I wish I had a husband like that. I wish I had a wife like that. I wish I had kids, whatever it is. Like we begin to compare, doubt creeps in. We, we begin to doubt our gifts and our abilities and our skills when we, when we look at like that someone has more or someone has a better than what we do. Doubt enters in. We begin to doubt God's love for us, right? When someone else's life seems to be so much better, we seem to be, well, why is this person healed and not me? Why has this been person been cured and not me? We begin to doubt God's presence, right? When we, when we see someone else's prayers being answered the way that they want, but not ours, we begin to compare and we begin to doubt God, doubt enters in when we compare. Two reasons. We doubt when we compare and we doubt when we don't understand. I mean, Thomas just couldn't understand what was going on. I mean, Jesus was alive. But wait, he was dead. I mean, Thomas saw Jesus on the cross, right? Like Thomas knew that happened and John, Thomas couldn't grasp hold of a resurrection. And I can think about what that would be like. And we doubt when we don't understand. When you, when you lose your job and, and you don't know how God is going to provide, right? Doubt begins to enter in. When a tragic accident happens in your family or with someone that you love, doubt begins to understand and we can't understand or grasp hold of it. When, uh, when you're challenged by some really difficult questions that you're facing, what happens? Doubt begins to enter in. We doubt when we don't understand. For some of us today, with this whole pandemic of COVID-19, we begin to think, we, we just don't understand. I, I just heard a story this week of a family who has a restaurant. They've had a restaurant for 35 years. And on May 10th, it's, it's going to be its final day. 35 years. May 10th, they're going to close down. And, and, the, and the person said this about the restaurant. They said, what's so sad, it was, it was about their mom and dad. What's so sad about this is my mom and dad have already had their last meal that they'll ever have in that restaurant with people around. Like when, we, when we don't understand, we doubt God. Why does God allow suffering? Why, why can't we have victory over you know, an addiction? Why, 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 why God, why? And when we doubt when we don't understand it. Maybe this is you this morning. Maybe this is where you're at. You're comparing your life or there's a situation in your life that you don't understand and you're beginning to doubt. So what do we do? How do we overcome our doubt? Look at John chapter 20, verse 26. Eight days later, his disciples were inside again, and Thomas was with them. Although the doors were locked, Jesus came and stood among them and said, Peace be with you. I mean, can you imagine that moment? I mean, I mean, look at Thomas. He, he doubted, and now Jesus is before them. So how do we overcome our doubt? 
Here's the first thing that Thomas did. Remain in relationship with others. If you want to overcome doubt, remain in relationship with others. I mean, this is what Thomas did. Thomas kept coming back. To eight days later, Thomas is still hanging out with the disciples. Thomas is still with them. And now he's in this house with the disciples. And Jesus appears again. What a moment. I mean, what a moment. If Thomas, in that moment eight days before, would have been frustrated with his disciples and just left the building, he never would have experienced what he's about to experience. When doubt enters in, Jesus will meet you where you are. And if you want to overcome it, remain in relationship with others. When we are doubting, when we are questioning God our, <clears throat> or being hesitant in our relationship with God, our tendency is to lean away from God. Our tendency is to leave the church that we're part of. Our tendency is just to get out of the room, to leave the family that we're a part of, whatever it is. When doubt enters in, we want to isolate ourselves. And yet God is saying to us this morning, when doubt enters in, remain in relationship with others. Jude 22 says this, and have mercy on those who doubt. And this is a challenge for us, church. When if, if you have friends who are doubting, have mercy on them. If you have friends who are struggling, step in it with them. If you have friends who want to leave, want to walk away from God, step into the situation with them. See what God does. Parents, have mercy on your kids who are doubting. Commanding or demanding your kids to like believe or to fall in line or to do what the things you want to do. Don't pray with them. Go through the journey with them. Remain in relationship. Kids, don't just walk out. Teenagers, just don't walk out. Remain in relationship. If you want to overcome doubt, remain in relationship with others. And if you want to overcome doubt, here's the second. Make a decision to believe. It's true. There will come a moment. That's what we're talking about in the sermon series. There will come a moment that you have to decide. That you've got to choose. That you've got to make a decision to believe. Look at what Thomas does. Verses 27 to 28. Then he said to Thomas, Put your finger here and see my hands and put out your hand and place it in my side. Do not disbelieve, but believe. And Thomas answered him, My Lord and my God. Thomas. Man. And Thomas is right there with Jesus. That moment that he asked for when Jesus was not there. Picture that. That moment, Jesus, Jesus wasn't in the room when he said, hey, I need to put my hands on his side and my fingers in his nail, nail mark. He, he wasn't there, but Jesus knew. Jesus meets you in your doubt. He met Thomas there, and he's going to meet you there. And he gives this Thomas this experience to say, hey, put your hands here. Put your hand on my side. Do not disbelieve, but believe. And in that moment, the text is actually unclear. 
We don't know if Thomas actually does. But what we do know is the statement that Thomas makes. The statement that Thomas makes is my Lord and my God. And in that statement, Thomas is declaring, you are the way and the truth and the life. You are the Messiah. You are the one. You are the promised one. You are the Savior. You are Him. You are the Deliverer. You are the Messiah. You are King of kings and Lord of lords. You are the omnipotent one. And Jesus does not deny it, but Jesus claims it. Jesus will meet you in your doubt. And you have a decision to make. The reality is, man, in my experience with God over 30 years, you know, you, you always kind of wish, like, God, can you, like, answer my prayer first and then I'll believe? You know? Hey, God, can you, can you do this first and then I'll believe? But what I see consistently in my life and consistently throughout Scripture is Jesus says, follow me and I will show you. Follow me. Jesus may not answer the question that you have, but he's asking you to believe. He's asking you to trust. How do we overcome our doubt, remain in relationship with others, and make a decision to believe? And look at what Jesus says in verse 29, because I love the compassion that Jesus has in this moment. Jesus says this to Thomas. Jesus said to him, Have you believed because you have seen me? Blessed are those who have not seen and yet have believed. He's talking about you and me. He's talking about those people that are going to follow. He's talking about those people that would not have the exact experience that Thomas would have and yet would still believe. Do you believe? Will you believe? Will you be part of the blessed? One of the church fathers named Augustine said this, Thomas doubted that we may never doubt. And I do believe that's why we have this story. That's why we have this in the scriptures. Thomas doubted that we may never doubt. And I don't know where you're at this morning. I don't know what you're going through. But what I know is Jesus will meet you in your doubt. And what I know is Jesus will bring you to this place where you will have to make a decision. You will have to choose to believe and no longer disbelieve. Will you do that? I mean, will you do that this morning? And, and maybe for, for you, honestly, you're listening for the first time and you're trying to like understand who Jesus is and, and you've never made this commitment to, to, and you've kind of doubted God. You've, you've doubted who he is, but maybe this morning you're just experiencing, you're sensing, man, that God is doing something in your life. I want to challenge you that this may be the first morning that you believe that you no longer doubt and you put your faith in Jesus Christ. And man, I would so encourage you to make that step. God is speaking to you. 
And, and, but maybe you're in the shoes of like Thomas, where at one point you were this courageous man, this greatest woman of God, and now you're at this place of doubt because of whatever has happened in your life. And I want to encourage you to make a decision this morning to no longer doubt, believe. And for some of you, maybe you're like, man, I don't know, that's all too quick. I just want to encourage you, enter into the relationships with the church, enter into relationships with people who know Jesus. Let's make this morning, let's make today a moment with God. Let's have that moment and choose to believe. Choose to say goodbye to your doubts and to walk by faith in Jesus. Live Church, challenge you. Make that statement. Make that moment today for everyone who's listening in. Make that moment in your relationship with God today. You believe and you'll say goodbye to doubt. Thanks for listening.